This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an elegant, beautiful solution for hosting a website, portfolio, blog, or online store. Um, it all looks very nice when you make a site there. If you go to squarespace.com and use the offer code THUMBS, you'll get 10% off at checkout. Great. Now is when Chris edits the jokes in. <laughs> Man, is it? It sounds more echoey than usual in here, but it might just be me. The lack of Nick Brecken absorbing the sounds. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Whereas, it's like a human phone. Super absorbing. I would describe Nick as super dampening. <laughs> Mega a absorbent dampener. Brecken. <laughs> He's totes absorbs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to edit the jokes in. They're already here. <laughs> wow. Hey. It's April 15th, 2015. This is Idle Thumbs 206. I am Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Danielle Riendo. I'm Nick Brecken. <laughs> I'm you? James Spaffer. Spaff. <laughs> trying to use Spaff this thing. Spaff just held his phone up to the... T- there you go. Did you see the soundboard that someone found today? Yeah. There's a... Did you guys see this? There's what? a there's a, a Nick Brecken soundboard that apparently has just been on the internet like for years. Oh my god. That gosh. somebody found today... And I retweeted their tweet about it from the Idle Thumbs uh, Twitter account. <sighs> it's pretty funny. Hey, guys, thanks. Of <laughs> <laughs> that. Where we cut up a bunch of Nick Brecken's audio and, like, assembled him making new sentences. Make, <laughs> find the first one, the, like, intro one, and play that because that was the audio. Hey, guys, thanks. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm here to talk about Nick Brecken and uh, video game and uh, AAA games and uh, <laughs> crazy shit. I would definitely recommend it. <laughs> wow, I've missed Nick. It's glad I'm glad that he's, that he's yeah, it's so good. It's almost like he's sitting here. Plastic with fiber. Us. Yeah. Anyway, Spaff is here in the role of Nick Brecken. Hi, hello, Spaff. <laughs> Man. Well, I sure have played a lot of video games. <laughs> That's a shocker. No shit, Danielle. This is just, we are we are finally inheriting our destiny as just shitty morning zoo. <laughs> Video game show. One of our hosts has been replaced with a soundboard of himself. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Danielle's oh, got sorry, her, Nick. Her tagline. Yeah. I sure have. Like, I can do it in like different accents every nah. time. Yeah. Well, if it comes to you naturally. If but it, wait till this is played out and then you've got to start mixing it up. Yeah. yeah let's, right. let's not force it just quite yet. Yeah. I was kind of into the idea of some new accents. <laughs> <laughs> You would be. (laughs) Never mind. I'll wait for that. I want to tell you guys a story. I went to New York a couple of weekends ago for different games, which is a really, really cool, very small, but but very well put on uh, game conference just for like extremely small games, basically, like little alt games, personal games, Mm -hmm. you know, different games, different games, you know, the, the name really fits, really fits in a nice way. And I actually had a game there which is really excited. 
and I saw some Idle Thumbs fans who oh, cool. came up to me and said they heard about different games because they heard about it on the podcast. Oh, that's awesome. So it was really, really cool and exciting. I won't go on and on about it. Um, I just wanted to express gratitude for the people who put it on because it was it was a really good time. The programming was quite good as well. Nice. Uh, it was like... How was the quality of the programming in the video games? Oh, it was top notch, let me nice. tell you. Especially in It was my like game. a nine. It was like a nine. It wasn't the, the actual programming... Yes. Oh, like the <laughs> the schedule of events. Both. both. Or like, oh, the code. Yeah, they were both, both top notch. Were amazing. It was very much like a, no bugs. It was a it was a pretty great and weird experience for me as a you know normally I'm a journalist at events uh, when I go to game events. Right. This is the first time in my life I was actually showing off a thing that I had made. Uh, and it was obviously this is not like an E3 or anything like sure. that or a GDC. Like it's a it was much more low key. There was an arcade. Uh, it was, this is at the at NYU's Magnet Center, so it was basically the arcade room was their game library at, at the university. So mm-hmm. it already was like a nice little space with you know hundreds of games on the walls, and uh, there were I think thirty five or so games that were being showcased in the little arcade. Uh, mine was sort of off in a little corner in in one of the rooms, and I kept really creepily just sort of looking over to see people playing my game and seeing if they yeah. were actually getting through <laughs> the whole thing. Um, which I think was probably a pretty were normal they? experience. I think they were. Uh, pretty much everybody I was there to see whether they got through the whole thing, they got through mm-hmm. the whole thing. So nice. that's, that's awesome. Good. Now so you know you... what everyone's doing whilst you're playing their games. Yeah. They're exposed. They're creepily watching. It's really, <laughs> it was really a, a weird experience. I mean, I, I was a little nervous about it going in because I was like, okay, <laughs> this is new. <laughs> you know, this is a new feeling. I Typically, I'm I'm the journalist who's there just... You know, making sure I give out the card and making sure I write down the release date and the ten pertinent details. I really need how to many guns have, are in it, etc. Yeah. yeah, you know <laughs> the really interesting, hard hitting journalism that everybody wants to read. Let me tell you, um, but it was really cool to be completely on the other side of that. Yeah, and that's awesome. of course, this being a, a more low key event, I didn't have to actually stand there and demo things, which I'm sure gets really old. You know, after an hour or two of doing that. So, you know, I just kind of peeked in every now and then and saw how it was going and otherwise played everybody else's games. And there were some really, really cool little games. I'll just mention one or two. Um, There was a game called Bottle Rockets, Mm -hmm. which was uh, an extremely short little platformer that sort of played with gravity and the idea behind the game. Also, like, the story of the game had to do with sort of the death of a parent. And it was actually really, really well handled. And, and, you know, especially for something that was so short, you know, it only took me about 10 minutes to play the whole thing. But... I really yeah. liked it, and I thought the visual was very beautiful. You were playing as a little astronaut in space, and you're making little, you know, you're sort of solving platforming puzzles, and you're getting little bits of the story sort of as you go through. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, thanks for the people who went there and played my game, and hopefully what was your game called? It. It's called Floor 999, and it is a cyberpunk game. Nice. Of course it is. Yes, it is. Naturally. <laughs> Talking about a room full of small, interesting, weird games makes me want to quickly sideline into talking about wizard jam for a second oh, yeah, please totally. do because yeah. i have spent the last like three days obsessed with wizard jam <laughs> wizard jam is this uh game jam that our forums have started it's like a two week long thing it's it's and you know whatever anyone can enter a game jam and the theme of it is idle thumbs episode titles and people it's only a few days in i think that when this episode comes out there's nine days left still so there's more than a week left um but the entrance so far, like the, the stuff that's shown up on our forums, is just blowing my mind. Yeah. So good, it's so forever good. and ever. <laughs> like, I mean, is it worth just listing off a couple of these yeah, really quickly? So, yeah. So, 
Um, there's one. There's a. There's also I like that. There's there's recurring ones like multiple people are making '90s cockpit freakout, and those are all just <laughs> cockpit games where things are yeah. really insane, yep. which is good. Multiple people are making shoot that pizza. Yeah, there's yeah. a really low-fi shoot that pizza that looks like a sort of DS rhythm game or something where pizzas come by and you do or don't shoot them. But then there's also one being made in the latest Unreal Engine, which is just like <laughs> motion blur and like bloom on pizzas uh, getting amazing. shot. Um, <laughs> Someone is there's um there's a visual novel being made called I know you're having fun but I'm still working about yes. someone who is tr- trying to get work done when their coworkers are like just keep trying to invite mm-hmm. them to hang out goofy parties yeah, yeah um <laughs> there's one where someone combined the wizard and sports into we a game called wizard called sports apparently which I did not we had remember. an episode called sports yeah that was around the era of Kobe's last shot I think uh-huh. it was when we had those three basketball themed episodes in a row when Nick claimed that he was like an NBA man on his PS4 now and then oh, right, like, we yeah. never heard about it again after that <laughs> um, but there was an episode called sports and an episode called the wizard and that has been combined into wizard sports which is a top down soccer game um, where you control a team of wizards playing against a team of AI but then you can pause time and use like the cursor comes out and you can use like tactical commands to issue spells based on cards at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> also there's like di- dialogue in the game as well featuring <laughs> yes. us, I yeah. think. I don't really know. <laughs> it looks it looks insane. Um the one that there's also I don't know, there's a bunch of stuff. There's a there's a um Robot news yeah. that looks like Paperboy, but it's a big dog delivering the news of humanity's demise, I guess. <laughs> it's incredible, um, yeah. The one that I'm the most uh, excited about is the, is one called Introduction to Video Games, which is based on the episode <laughs> Introduction to Video Games. And it is uh, it is supposed to be like a bootleg NES multi-cart that has a bunch of games in it. So it has six micro games in it, which are like... Each of which are also named what, after Idle Thumbs. Yeah, so it, has, oh, it, has, it has 90s Cockpit Freakout. It has XCOM Obama. It has the Hollow Violator. <laughs> uh, it has Dot Gobbler, which is Dot a real Gobbler. game. It's an actual yeah. But apparently this version of Dot Gobbler looks kind of like... It looks like uh, it looks like a tile based Doom, but it's apparently also like you see the Dot Gobbler's face. No, it at the looks like of the one screen. of those first old first person. It's like a three D Maze Fall two thousand kind of. It's like a three D Maze running. Like, like, it's like those old all like, tile based. based. Yeah, yeah. This like, is an actual genre of game. It's like old fantasy RPG games. Yeah, where you step. Yeah, you step through a dungeon like one grid square at a time in first person at yes. 90 degree angles. But, it's that, but it's dot gobbler. But it's dot there's, gobbler. there's an amazing splash screen that looks kind of like the splash screen to Doom, though, yeah. where it's the Doom right on top of a pile of skulls with demons reaching it, but instead, it's the dot gobbler on a pile like of the dots. the knockoff Pac-Man. Yeah, like sweating and just looking really anxious about eating dots while ghosts are climbing up towards him. It's an amazing image. Yeah, it's so really like, good. I don't know. There's, there's also a ton of really interesting looking twine games there's a bunch of smaller and way weirder stuff there's one someone made it is making a game, making a game called salacious thumb and the only <laughs> thing that i've seen is a youtube video of uh, like a low poly thumbs up model that rolls around, <laughs> it rolls around like the katamari ball and the description of the game says that like you play as a thumb that like conducts lewd acts or something <laughs> <laughs> and it is the salacious thumb but, like I am looking at Salacious Crumb right now yeah. as as this is being oh, described. She says while well, staring it, at like, me. <laughs> it's right behind Spat. It's, it's See? Uh, He's right behind you. I know, I know that people who are participating me. in Wizard Jam probably feel differently than me about this, but I'm at a point right now where I don't actually care if anything gets shipped just because all of the completely ridiculous stuff that people are making is so fun and like hilarious just to look at. Oh man, yeah. there's one called Pause Theme from Battletoads, and it <laughs> oh, yeah. it starts with level two of Battletoads. It looks like whether you're dropping down the pit, 
but then like characters that are corrupted versions of Battletoad sprites, that, like deliberately misinterpreted versions of what the of like what the the climbing like you know because people keep talking keep sending us these reader mails about like oh I thought that character from Final Fantasy was a dog head yeah, or whatever yeah. but it wasn't so this guy's like it looks like he's taking the Battletoad sprites and then like, like redrawn the one going down the rope with his hand up in the air like that's turned into like kind of a guy with a sword who's like wearing a hoodie it's like it's I don't know what it is at all I don't know what the game is. Um, there also seems to be one about a ghost meandering around a graveyard dropping baseballs to spell fuck Nick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that a grave ghost? Yeah, that's a grave yeah. ghost. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's a ton of stuff. We actually um, set up a sub-forum on the idle forum specifically for Wizard Jam because the interest level seemed high. Yeah. And it's... It's great. There's devlog threads about everyone is making threads. You should totally go to there, there's also There's also forums. a thread to like meet to um, meet other people who have yeah, different skills right. or complementary skills to yours if you want to contribute. Like there's there's one guy who just has a bunch of music and sounds lying around and he's like anyone can use this. Yeah, then, exactly. There there are still nine days left in this. So if you have a game idea that you're interested in, or if you make art, program, sound, writing. Anything that someone might be interested in, your assistance in a game jam, people are posting requests for help in their dev threads and offering services in the team building threads. So you should go check it out. Um, but also, if you don't want to make a game or don't know how, just go and like laugh at the hilarious, insane yeah. stuff that people are making in there because mm-hmm. it's there's really yeah, good stuff. It's the best. It's re- it's really cool. Like um, especially because the Idle Thumbs community is so good. Anyway, like it's really cool to see. They're also good at making games. Yeah, they're good at making games too. It's this is a superhumans. Yeah, we've had a great game development sub forum for I don't know maybe about a year now. I think that just has people offering kind of like discussing making small scale games and offering help and expertise and it's sharing progress. Which and so this is a really cool next yeah kind of hilarious thing to build on that. You know what? To switch gears slightly, you know what game was announced today that reminds me of a game jam pitch is the new fucking guitar hero game. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my it God. Is just, the premise of it sounds like a game jam game where it's like, ha, huh, what if I took like guitar hero, but it was all FMV yeah. and I just filmed it. And the game jam version would be, I just filmed it all on my phone. And then, you know, just right. Just cross cuss your friend going. Boo. <laughs> it's incredible. There's a guy, like, looking at that footage, there's a guy who brought a sign that says you suck to a concert he paid money to go to. Like, in the fiction of this world, like, he has the you suck so sign. We like, gotta back what? this up for half a second to talk about this, because Activision <laughs> announced a new Guitar Hero game. What is called Guitar Hero Live? Is that correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's It's been, what, five years since Guitar Hero games came out? I think the last one was around 2010. 2010, yeah. Um, which is nuts, because it feels like those are still... I feel like everyone still know. has a plastic like guitar. This, this, is, this, is how, this is how it feels to me. I don't know if anyone else can, knows what I'm trying to describe, but it feels to me like the phenomenon that was Guitar Hero and Rock Band is still kind of recent, but any one individual of those instance of those games feels like it was 20 years ago. Sure. <laughs> like if I think Guitar Hero Aerosmith, like, oh, God, that was right. a million Where Your years. brain yeah. is still yeah. maybe a little tired of picking up a plastic guitar, but at the same time, yeah, it does feel like that was like a lifetime ago that anyone cared about that, but <laughs> yeah. I'm still tired of it. Right. It's really true. Yeah, but yeah. Harmonix announced the Rock Band games coming out. Yeah, a couple v- months ago. A couple months ago, and I guess now also Guitar Hero games coming back. So f- five years is the... Uh, it's like the reboot cycle for this, but yeah, it's it has F- it has it has the guitar yeah. hero like stem thing coming down the middle, 
But then, but other than that, three buttons. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. There's three. It's three well, buttons. Two rows. It's three, three, it's three yeah, buttons, yeah. but it's technically six. I think it's like white or black notes because the. Yeah, but it sounds like most of the difficulty modes only use three of the buttons. Yeah, then I guess expert in the expert, you you form simple chords. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's a three by two grid up at the top of the guitar now because people thought it was too hard to move their hand. Oh my god! <laughs> was the quote? Well, you always end like stretching with your little pinky finger. But that's the stuff that actually feels properly. cool when you do it. Yeah, when you shift yeah. up and down. I, so I actually got Rock Band 3, right? That was the last one. The, with the pro the instruments. Guitar? Yeah, with the actual, like, the guitar that actually simulates notes and so on. And, so on. and I play a little bit of guitar I learned, like, in college and actually mm-hmm. really liked sort of learning songs for real on yep. the Rock Band, like... But it felt like that came out as this genre was totally dying. Well, that was like the last... It was a little sad. The, the, you know? once, once a thing like Rock Band starts offering pro instrument instruments, you yeah. know that that's like... We're in the phase where it's folding in on itself, and they're just like mining their core totally. as much as they possibly can. We're like, you love this so much that what you want is 500 additional buttons. That's also like the SimCity. <laughs> that's City, that's like the SimCity yeah. Four or like the Civ <laughs> yeah. Four of Rock Band. I feel like where it's like you can get a drum kit that's an actual drum kit and a guitar that has, you know, fuck it, 17 strings, right. like whatever, way harder than a real guitar. <laughs> um, <laughs> or like it was an actual MIDI guitar, I think. Yeah, yeah. Actual, it was, it was an actual guitar. You could use like you make other guitars, right? Stuff. Couldn't you? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm making. No, that was Rocksmith that did that too. Oh Rocksmith. yeah, Rocksmith there's, there's has the actual guitars. Yeah. Yeah, but sorry, the, the the big thing about this that is outrageous is that the backgrounds are all full motion, full motion it's video. Incredible! I am so tickled by this. I think it's the <laughs> most wonderfully dumb thing. Oh, wonderfully and the dumb! The only thing that yes. would make you added me the word want... dumb to the end. Yeah, I was yeah. starting no, to yeah, wonder. I, I just like I, this is the only thing so that'll make goofy. me want to play a Guitar Hero game again. It certainly it's like doesn't make me want to video. buy one. No. <laughs> Did you guys watch no. the trailer for yeah. it? Because, oh man, because oh, yeah. annoying. The, the trailer it it is it is like. In its heart of hearts, an FMV game. Like, oh, it, yeah. it has, yeah. it feels like, like, that, another sort of additional layer of this, where it's like, it feels like I'm really tired of these as if they're here from last week, but the games feel like they're from 20 years ago, but they're <laughs> even five years old, which is a long time. But the tropes, aesthetically, with, like, the acting and the lighting and the way the camera works <gasps> well, and stuff, that actually is over 20 years old. Yeah, because yeah, it's first person in the way that those games were. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so it's strange. Kind of the same, Where people, like, just... pop up into your, like, the middle of the frame <laughs> yep. to, like, talk to you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the trailer the trailer is, like, uh, it starts off with a guy just looking at his hands and gets up and you're, you're backstage in a green room or something and then kick through the doors of a stage and you're inside of a rock show. And then the guy plays guitar really badly and looks around and like his his drummer buddy looks at him and goes, Oh and like the other like the other guitarist sort of leans into frame and goes, Oh and then he looks down into the audience and there's like a girl there who just looks like an, an enemy from Area 51 or something. It's just like FMV acting is like waggling. She's just like, but it's just like arms waggling yep. around like she's like the like cloth in like a car wash, yep. basically, or something. It's so strange. I'm watching it now. I had not watched it before. Oh, it's, it's so incredible. bad. We were talking about this a little bit. I went to a press event today and we were talking about this a tiny bit. And like, the big concern is do you ever see the, the singer? Because you can't pay. I don't, whatever, you. Joan Jett or whoever. No, no, no. I just like, saw... I, okay, so I saw one of the stupidest... They look like TV extras as right, the band. Exactly. And, like, there are iconic yeah, people Yeah, they said they will have no bands. actual people in any of these. Like, the thing that no bumps actual, me out, like... So, so, but it's going to be the actual master recordings, yes, right? They're not going to be... Is. So it's going to be a, an extra from fucking Haitian soap operas, like, doing, doing the, the songs. The trailer's you know already I mean? bad because it's already, like, you're watching an episode <laughs> of, like... 
criminal minds or whatever. Right, You're watching right. CSI and someone yeah. gets killed at a rock show. And this band on stage in Guitar Hero Live is the band that is cast <laughs> for like the CSI murder at the rock show episode. But, but out it's of his the mouth, actual master recording of a real the, song. The, the black keys are just right. coming out of this guy's mouth. Or Skrillex was one of the... Oh okay. my so, god, yeah. that's So right. out of your mouth comes... So as you play for the, on your for the sake of argument, how do you, I mean, do you guys feel that that is significantly different to how those games always were, which is where they're actually the master track of the singer from the band, but it's cartoon made up guy. They were like generic amalgamized versions of rock musicians. And like they were, they were really stylized and abstracted. And mm-hmm. I mean, that changed in the later games when they were like, and now you're going to face off Lemmy or whatever. Right, but right. like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it didn't bother me when it was a cartoon. Also, a cartoon is hand animated. They're stylistically yeah. lit. Mm-hmm. They can be lit from like behind rim lighting and like look stylish. But this is just like, it's just your bro, uh, lead singer bro. Like, wait, who? I don't even know <laughs> yeah. where you are. He's I didn't create you in a character bro. creator. Uh, the thing that was fascinating yeah. to me about how they made this, it sounds like they they kind of used the technique that like. History Channel reenactments use where they'll get like 30 guys to dress up as Civil War soldiers and then use this sort of robotic uh, motion control camera that can pan through the shot and then they'll have the guys act it again but like 10 feet farther back and they'll, like, they'll change the costumes change their a little hats bit and yeah, yeah. the costumes and shoot it again so they can then make like a 60 plate thing to turn those 30 guys into a huge crowd and like that's right. what they did they they got a bunch of extras and they filmed it over and over again and you can tell it because if you watch like the B-roll for it, the the audience is mixed up from shot to shot. Sometimes they're in an outdoor venue, sometimes they're in an indoor venue. Yeah. But it all like the th- problem with it to me is that it looks like the production values of a History Channel reenactment. Like I wish it's <laughs> <laughs> cracking me up. They're throwing cups at you and stuff, yeah. and the yeah. guy's got the yeah. you suck sign. Oh man, <laughs> the you suck sign is the best part. Of the man, episode. so here here was the thing, and this is I can't believe that I'm saying this. When I, when I heard that they did this and that they had the multi-pass robotic camera and stuff. Robot cameras. They specifically yes. call they them out the, in quotes. Yeah, as they do. Because it's, it's a camera that's on a track that has all of your moves programmed in. Like, it basically plays back the animation of your first ever camera move. I thought, like, oh man, so are they doing this so that they could actually film it with, like, a Google Street View camera with two lenses per angle? And then you could put on, like, a Morpheus? And then you would actually feel like you're inside a huge oh, crowd? Like, that would actually, I would actually <laughs> be, be cool. really down for that. That would actually be cool. It, but no. There's no well, way. The, maybe. The, no, the reason they did it. it is so they can put it on an iPhone and they don't have to worry about the 3D hardware. They, the reason they did this is That's so they can true. put it on like a Roku box or like a Google Chromecast. And they said that. They yeah, said it's, it's coming out on iPhones. Yeah, you can, you you can don't just need play to, this yeah. on your iPhone screen with a guitar controller yeah. that is like 30 oh times bigger God. than your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy specifically said. on the said, bus with you. Well, he did. He specifically said, <laughs> you could be the guy on the bus or on a plane playing this thing. Oh, no. Do not do it. That's the best thing because you just have... Yeah. Oh. oh my god. That will cause so much flame oh rage. <laughs> Rocking out in the <laughs> city. Do, re- do you guys remember either being this kid no, no, or sweet. or being in the vicinity of the kid back when Game Boys had only external speakers and so you'd be on a plane or I don't something? Remember that? Really? Game Boys didn't have headphones jacks? Yeah, they did. Game Boys. Game, Always. You were that kid by you choice. Just Game the... Boys shipped with headphones. Game Boys were well, they, the original okay. thing that shipped then with headphones. Then there were some that didn't. The, the Game Boy Advance, maybe? Okay. There was definitely... No. Well, there was... Something didn't have a headphone jack. Okay, I just I, found... I didn't have a headphone jack. Sure. It had the adapter that you had to plug in through the yeah, multiplayer yeah, yeah. ports, the link right, cable okay. port. So that's what I'm thinking of, because I remember kids on airplanes having that system and refusing to, to turn it down, but they didn't have the, the headphone thing. 
And it was just... That's now just everyone that's on That's just Bart. everyone ever. That that's yeah, that's constantly. That's now parents like, are just like, whatever. That's fine if this kid plays Oof, the loudest like, music in the store. My commute is sitting there and watching someone who's watching like a Twitch stream of yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> The number of people of I somebody see. on a bus watching a Twitch, Twitch stream <laughs> of someone playing guitar, guy, live guitar. On, a, on an airplane. <laughs> you can oh my God. one of the one of the features they will implement for this Guitar Hero is you can just load up whatever Twitch stream you want, and it will composite <laughs> the. <laughs> This is how you can watch TV at the same time you're playing Guitar Hero. You can replace the FMV from the game with your cable box. And the same way the Xbox 360, like, remember back when it was like, you can plug your cable box into it. Yeah. It was Xbox well, One. I mean, that's p- partially part of the component because there is also Guitar Hero TV, which is you tune into a TV station of music videos and play over the top of them. Oh, as they crazy. run. Yeah, so the, there's no reason that couldn't just turn yeah, the, into like a soap opera oh and then God. you're just playing that's, along. That's like Wolf Blitzer. Like, I've, seen this <laughs> I've seen this lead singer before. Wait. <laughs> it's a recording of a news broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, the, the, the sanctions lit. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> of public speaking. <laughs> Our right. forefathers when you, when you miss, <laughs> When you miss it, just goes into one of those YouTube videos where they strip the audio and put just Foley in. So if you sort of don't hit the right note, you just hear... <laughs> In like an empty auditorium. God, if they, if they, you could see <laughs> the White auditorium House, the White Hero. House, in an attempt to to court the youth vote, vote partners with or the youth like attention span partners with Activision for oh my God. the State of the Union address. It's <laughs> <laughs> Obama talking to you about Obamacare. <laughs> Well, you got to like this. switch up to different policies if you. This is going badly. <laughs> Solo national uh, security. Yeah, no. The way that the way the multiplayer works actually seems really cool. And again, it seems like oh, it's it's on one hand, it's sort of uh, malevolent because Activision doesn't have to put any work into this other than the gem placement because they just take the music videos and stick the master tracks up to it. But it is really cool that you tune into just what is a live feed of music videos and play along with them and then other people jump in and can play with you drop in drop out and you can change channels from genres and you can build playlists it seems like or like build tailored channels like that's that that actually seems cool and i really like that it's just i like music videos a lot and i don't ever watch them i will not play this game but if i did it would be an opportunity to watch a bunch of music videos i don't know would it because the same the thing about the live thing and the tv thing for me when i'm playing guitar here the stuff in the background just is ignored completely yeah, by me. Yeah, and yeah I'm that's just true. Looking at but okay, it has, this game also is no fail across the board. Apparently, yeah. So you so can so they just want to watch music videos. You can watch, watch hilarious versions of music videos only. <laughs> this is just going to be like a channel of of those shreds videos because it's just going to be <laughs> oh people playing guitar badly with the perfect video of themselves. Like I'm looking at this right now. What's wrong, bro? The the music video there? and then it pans to the right. And there's a, <laughs> it's, dude, it's, up, actually, bro? it's not that you're watching the full motion videos. Director. It's that it's Cut. actually this is a simulation of you and your uh, your deadbeat unemployed roommate watching <laughs> yeah. music videos when you're Beavis playing along. Yes, yeah, it's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just being about it. But one of them is learning how to play the guitar. <laughs> well, you turn to the right. There's your music instructor there telling you <laughs> specifically now come along you can do better than that. we said this would be your special treat day we where you can play this. along to your favorite music videos we can we covered this last week <laughs> 
press the first fret black button. (laughs) (laughs) Strum up or down, says your music instructor. But only if that version also had the, the, like, lead-in intro. So you're, like, sitting in your mom's car at the beginning, and she's like, okay, and she, like, drops you off. And then you walk up to the house, ring the doorbell. And then, yeah, you're talking, like, it's music video day today. Aren't you excited? You're like, I didn't practice really. I had a lot of homework. That version also works with the speech giving one as well. It works with all of them. If, if there's that lead up. When you go over to your friend's house to watch the State of the Union. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can't yeah. wait. Come on, guys. Tink, 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 tink. Are, are your friends Vader's primarily blue. right or left leaning? <laughs> Loading which, which State of the Union party footage do we load? <laughs> watch McCain's concession speech. Um, <laughs> the state of the Union. No, it's just. just Notable it's political so events that people would go to someone's right. house for. Right, 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 right. Um, oh, man. So, okay, Jake, you seem to understand the technology of this better than I do, I guess, because you read more about it. How? So part of me has to assume that this is going to be just less interactive. Yeah, apparently on, like, when, the crowd, when the crowd changes on you, it just, like... Like it does a quick fade or cross dissolve or something. Oh, like, like a white right. flash or yeah, something. Yeah, that was the Ridiculous. thing that actually really disappointed me about this because when I again, like when I heard they were using this like motion control technology to record stuff in layers layers of plates and stuff, I first I was like, Oh, they're gonna do some crazy VR thing because I'm an idiot. And then the second <laughs> oh. thing that I thought was there's actually a ton of techno- technological potential in this if it's actually going on modern consoles, then I realized, oh, it's so they can just play a streamed video on an iPad. But if this was coming out on, on Xbox One and PS4 only, they could do amazing stuff with this, which I'm sure yeah, they they're not really going could. to do. Because yeah. there's, you know, that an Xbox One or a PlayStation Four could play five, six, seven, eight layers. Five, six, seven, eight. Dance number <laughs> begins. They could play a lot of layers. I imagine of overlapped video with Alpha Channel in them. So right. they could uh-huh. actually go as far as saying, Instead "Which of-, of these hilarious FMV actors do you want to be your drummer?" Because totally. we've recorded him. With the robot, and then we brought another guy in. And, like, which is the lead, which actor do you want to be your lead singer? Then you could also be like, fuck it, it's James Franco. Like, you could do hilarious stuff. Right. You could also then take the same exact stage that you have and say, now your band is playing in a dive bar. Or you could say, now your band is actually playing in AT&T Park because we went and filmed background plates right. there. Or, like, yeah. we recreated this famous venue that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> or, you know, you're playing radio city music hall like they could totally do all of those things i doubt they're going to yeah i mean i I assume they're just gonna have one sort of video set per song it seems i don't i don't think it's per song no because they they talked about um, they talked about like playing different venues and like playing small audiences big audiences i don't think well then they'd have to record because the the deep the fidelity level Mm. of the band is not performing well, said, each song oh i was reading a thing where they where someone said like when you see the when you see them playing the the songs they're actually we recorded them playing each of those oh, bandmates okay. are playing each sorry i guess they are never mind so wow how, how they would do it otherwise right well it because in the trailer it's not synced well, the trailer looks yeah. like a piece of crap which is that's, insane that's true but i guess that's the case but that then means are these actors just on retainer as your shitty band friends or does the band just change out because yeah like Three years from now, if they're like, oh, you know, this week you can play the full album of Dookie by Green Day or whatever. You can play some Megadeth album. Anyway, it's the same three guys. They're a lot older now. <laughs> they have different facial hair now. Man, they could get those guys to be on an E3 press conference stage. 
<laughs> and then they have one guy from the audience gets to go out with a yeah. GoPro and you know, be the rock band yes. guy. They have the video lead out and like they're walking from behind stage at E3. Comes out, it's Shuhei with a guitar. Yes! <laughs> oh my god. Or it's Reggie. Just- it says each song has been crafted to fit with a certain audience, and that audience will look like it's there to experience that genre of music. So I think each song just has. But that's the audience versus specific... the band. Yeah, but right? I, I'm sure that I'm sure they put a lot of work into this. I just I none of it looks good to me personally, and I wish that they'd gone somehow for customizing the experience or making it look better. Like this is yeah. It, so you hit look at it. It says. The musicians you'll jam alongside in each song are playing the song you're hearing. They're not merely actors faking instrumentally out of sync performances. Mm. Freestyle Game says all the musical performances line up virtually with visually with the master track, and even the audiences have been tailored to match the style of music you're playing. Wow. Each song has been crafted to fit with a certain audience, and that audience will look like it's there to experience the genre of music. So I'm pretty sure that's a way to put a positive spin on the fact that there's it it's sounds baked. like there's, the whole thing is baked per song. Yeah, I, I suspect that they have X number of intros or whatever, then the camera gets into position and then it can look left and right yeah. and you can see right. the yeah. drummer and they probably have the like Oh, you're really you're really fucking it up, and then that then they can insert right. the footage of drummer right. saying you're fucking it up. But I don't think they were. But it sounds like for a, for song yeah. X, it's the same audience, the same band members, the yeah. same set. Yep. Each that said, I mean, the, the yeah. previous games more or less did that, although they had the ability but to the fact cut that, to different cameras. Right, and, but the big difference that well, okay, so two differences. One, I think seeing the same clip of like an actual filmed thing is going to look a lot more the same yes. than seeing similar animations playing on hand animated things also characters you create that i just feel like that's gonna even if you're even if they're when you play a given song they're pretty much doing the same things if one time you're playing through it with your like crazy dreadlocks guy and the next time you're playing through it, it with your yeah, punk no, guy like that's, it's just gonna that's why totally i wish different. when yeah. i heard about this stuff that they had somehow used the fact that they had this multipass right. yeah, yeah, data yeah. to randomize it so multi-pass. that at least like even if the act this multipass <laughs> multipass <laughs> so like even if the actual like if your drummer was giving the same performance every time if the crowd was doing something different if the stage yeah. was completely <clears throat> randomized if like on top of all of this stuff they then used the like post processing effects that you can use with in a regular video game where like you have the stage lights doing different stuff. So this time there's green lens flares in your face that are like slightly re- reflecting off the guy. Like, you could do all this stuff. I, I don't know if I they are. Know. I think it's a cool step in it's, a direction. That's interesting. It's, oh, it's, like it's, if all of that stuff can happen. Yeah. But it, <laughs> eventually, or like, it'll know, be in rock band. It leaves it yeah. open for Morpheus <laughs> stuff or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Happen later, so. I just, I wish that they had just, Made it look it, good? Like, if it's like we're making we're making an FMV thing and we're making it now, that's when it's like find the 2015 equivalent of David Fincher, like or something. Right. Find right. Yeah. someone who's like a commercial director or a music video director with a really strong aesthetic, who really understands lighting, who really understands how to do digital work, and have them like direct your pilot of whatever this is. But instead, it looks like they did just get the History Channel guys or something, you know? <laughs> and I actually know some of those guys. I used to work with people who make History Channel post-processing effects, I, and they're really nice. I, but, like, I, it's not the same thing as, like, yeah. you know, like a David Fincher thing or, like, a Martin Scorsese concert documentary. Like, there are things you can look at that are, like, this is how you shoot this stuff. I want to believe because... I believe this is the same team who made DJ Hero. Yeah, it is. That it game is. was awesome. Yeah, DJ Hero's cool. Mm-hmm. And they've been working on this for, what, three years now or something? Can you imagine, like, being like, I made DJ Hero, and now I'm making the new Guitar Hero? Yeah, I guess... It's, I, guess <laughs> I just wonder what, those, what your life is I like. I mean, that just me. I mean, 
that's what it was like for years oh, when I those know. games yeah. came out again and again. I, and again. I guess I also like. I'm being kind of a shit about this stuff, and it's it's only yeah, because shit. it's only because when I heard that this was the approach that they took, my brain immediately just like you started imagining the most extravagant. <laughs> like, oh man, if this is your base, you can do so much weird shit. And like what they are doing, like you said, Spaff is like it's and Danielle and everyone. I mean, the response to this has been, oh, this is completely different than anything that's that had the series done before. Like aesthetically, this looks different. It's powered entirely by different choices. It is. A modern AAA game that does not have a single piece of 3D in it, like it's all, that stuff's all cool, except that there's then still like a lady going, "Oh, you suck!" and throwing cups <laughs> in the background. <laughs> like yeah. it reminds me of the first person segment of the Doom feature film. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that which that, is a playable level in Guitar Hero Live. <laughs> yeah, if that, only. There's a, there's, God, if E1 M1 if from only. Doom was pl- if you could play the fucking Doom one level music on the guitar and the background footage was the live first person sequence <laughs> from the Doom movie, but then a girl would throw cups at you if yeah. you fuck it <laughs> up. The like, Doom oh. Marine walks up. He yeah. looks. Someone goes. Are you okay? And then he's like, he gets on the stage. <laughs> he plays E1 M1. The rock comes out. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first the DLC. Taka demon. Man, there is oh, a. It's yes. in the audience. Go. You suck. Ugh. He's got <laughs> a little. The side. Yeah. They're throwing fireballs at you, yeah. not cups. No. You know, it's just like <laughs> that'd be nice. There's a there's a version of the uncanny valley. So people always talk about the uncanny valley with respect to like character modeling but there's definitely a version of it that also happens in filmed first person that just does not it it is close to how it feels to look around a world and walk around it but definitely is not it and that that is a thing there's something like yeah it's the there's one of the um studio head said uh, there's this time magazine article which is somewhat dubiously called 12 ways the new Guitar Hero Live reinvents the series, which is like, fair enough, except some of the reasons are pretty funny. One of which is, it's the first new Guitar Hero game in five years. <laughs> like, I don't know if that okay. reinvents it so much yeah. as just means it is one. Yeah. Right. But uh, in any case, the, 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 thing, the, re- the thing I wanted to read from this <laughs> is he says, you never see yourself in Guitar Hero Live. You never hear yourself talk because the whole idea is for you to imagine that you're there. Um, it's so you're a, Gordon Freeman. It's about exactly. It's about getting you to believe that you're on that stage and be completely swept along by the whole thing. That's our vision for this game, which I totally like respect as an intention. But I, I feel like, unfortunately, the reality is that trying to achieve that goal in this way with full motion video, it doesn't achieve that. Yeah, it, it seems just like it seems like not, it would. You, it never has. It would be way more immersive if they actually said you are seeing through the eyes of. This person, and then people could relate. Well, to like you as John that Malkovich, person. kind of weird. <laughs> like down a I, weird I, honestly, I mean, I think that, that, like, I think that, like, <laughs> the reason John Malkovich, that, being John hero. Malkovich, guitar hero. I mean, part of it is the, is the way that it moves, and part of it's the like the field of view. But like GoPro videos, mm. you complete. You don't think that you're yourself when you watch someone surfing in a GoPro video. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's not trying to make you think you're yourself. It's making you try to think this is what it looks like to look out of the eyes of a. A professional surfer or a guy with a wingsuit or like a guy who does three flips on a bike and like hits his balls like you know like, <laughs> um, it makes you think about the person who's doing that yeah and it makes you imagine you might be doing it but you're not imagining you're doing it in lockstep with the person right. who is doing it who filmed right it's it. like, more it's more of like a vicarious vision that's why it is very much like the john malkovich stuff right yeah it's kind of like you're disconnected from that world even though you're yeah that's true that's eyes. true i forgot you're yeah. living in you, the you mind, said being on not... and i just interpreted it as like you were making a goofy joke but you're right that movie is actually like that about that 
the weird, like disconnected. <laughs> Where nature you sort of, of see the hands, and they're clearly not yours, but you yeah. kind of are in control of them. That right? Because you always get that in like first person with that weird bobbing, like it doesn't yeah. quite yep. work. Man, do you know what that reminds me of? Did you see that thing the other day? Uh, some people were searching uh, uh, motion sickness in virtual reality stuff, and oh, they yeah. added a nose into the game. <laughs> <laughs> like so, they put it on like people. They tested nose. people. They're like, "Oh, I felt sick." And then so they tested like, it. They like how about a with nose. this nose affixed? Yeah, well, yeah. Like in the game, there's yeah. a nose covering up a bunch of the screen, and people didn't really even notice it was there. But it completely cut out motion sickness. That's so incredible, that's actually. Yeah, it's such a good discovery. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, they need to take a cast of your nose to yeah. optimize. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about that would be would is that in. I, I totally believe that people who are playing that don't really perceive it. They just – it fixes the problem and they're just like, oh, cool. But then all screenshots of it ever would just have <laughs> – Are these business flesh triangles? Imagine yeah. if the shipping version of the Oculus consumer headset has like – okay, do you remember like as a kid you would have like your, your friends or maybe you had one. It was like the little plate. Uh, the plastic plate that was ma- that was made out of nails, and you could push your hand into it, then you yeah. oh, hammer the nails. Oh, yeah. So imagine if the Oculus God, headset has those nails. So then, when you set the thing down, it takes an imprint of your nose, <laughs> and those each nail is then like a as like, like a polygonal right. face, a realistic and it, yeah. nose, and it makes yeah. a cast of your nose because that thing a just virtual goes, cast, like yeah. it just yeah, it just pushes into a pressure plate, and then it, <laughs> and it goes data complete, nose complete, and then I uh, you know. That way, if you sort of like scrunch your nose or like sniff, it still like you see all yeah, yeah, yeah. No, your nostrils flare that actually shows up. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, you get real right. mad. It, yeah, mm-hmm. nose, you're pissed. <laughs> Imagine when, you, when you're playing when you're playing Guitar Hero Live and your your bassist comes oh, it's up some and other goes, guy's nose. Hey, bro, you suck!" Ah! And then you, your nose flares up, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And oh, he no. backs off because he sees how pissed you are. God, when when someone can punch suck. you in your virtual nose or like. When the mosh pit gets out yeah. of control and you get hit right there, then you look down on your your shirt's got blood on it. <laughs> and your nose is a little crooked. That's yep. totally how it works. When you play as Owen Wilson and he starts <laughs> with the nose that's like out of alignment. <laughs> they didn't have to license his likeness because you don't see him. Because you are him. But you see his nose. They licensed his nose. Yeah. That was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it was cheaper to just get the nose. Just get the nose. Cuts out motion sickness and is cool. <laughs> we no found that when we had friend. Owen Wilson's nose virtually <laughs> rendered, people just didn't have motion sickness. Uh, did you try just a generic nose? Uh, we found this to be quite this effective. Is our we didn't see the purpose. Thank we you swore. very much. We got Owen Wilson's nose and it worked and we stopped there. Yeah, we didn't think it was worth trying other solutions. This one worked perfectly. Owen Wilson's nose is just a magic bullet. <laughs> Owen Wilson's nose. Just throw that at the problem. Done. <laughs> See what sticks. Right, right. Guys. I love this idea. Yeah. <laughs> Good. This episode might be called Owen Wilson's nose. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, just that in, should just in time for the wizard. Yeah, jam. I was gonna say that would be perfect for the wizard jam. When you mentioned Shuhai, I almost Shuhai? cracked up. Shuhai, 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 He's he's a oh. secret character in the new version of Mighty Time Force. And he's this, yes, really he cute. Is. Yeah, this I can't put it on the podcast. Yeah. That's why I didn't yeah. say anything. He's, no, they announced that at um, oh, they announced it. PSX last well, year. See, this is why I'm a terrible journalist. It's amazing. He like comes out and he it's has so his cute. iPhone and then he like shoots out I killed, um, tweets at people to kill them. I killed, the best. <laughs> I seriously killed the boss of a level with a tweet. Like <laughs> on on tweet, he got destroyed and it was. It was so exciting. These guys are so good. Anyway. Video game. 
This week's episode is brought to you by MeUndies, a provider of high-quality underwear and other undergarments. Uh, you can go to MeUndies.com slash thumbs for 20% off your first order and free shipping. They're great. I would definitely recommend it. <laughs> Nick Brecken would definitely Excellent. recommend it. <laughs> I bet Nick I is wearing... That that. <laughs> I bet that Nick is wearing... Probably nothing but MeUndies right now. Yep. I would yep. say that's a safe bet. No, I mean, Your well, MeUndies? nothing but my MeUndies right now. My Jake MeUndies. lent him MeUndies precisely for that purpose, which is how he knows this. Yes. Uh, no, MeUndies are great. I can say that from personal experience. They are very high quality. They come in good basic colors as well as good wacky patterns. Ooh. Yep. Yep. They have men's and women's underwear and basics, undershirts, things like that. Uh, they're great. They're really high quality, comfortable resilient and attractive and with our wow. offer code meandies.com slash thumbs cheap because they are 20 percent off mm-hmm. and free shipping how about that excellent how about that nick brecken <laughs> oh no you're not <laughs> oh, ready no he would recommend it <laughs> he would he would definitely he could totally recommend, recommend it, it. Video this episode is also brought to you by squarespace an extremely easy to use platform that helps you create your own online store blog portfolio Website of any kind, uh, you can go to squarespace.com and use the offer code THUMBS for 10% off. It's a great service. We have used it ourselves. We have heard from many of our readers who have signed up through our offer, who have made really beautiful websites. They work great on mobile phones. They're just good. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've plugged it before, but my friend Jared, who's a composer, uh, his portfolio is done through Squarespace. He doesn't really know anything about web development. You should have seen his site before he used Squarespace. But if you go <laughs> to jaredemersonjohnson.com, um, it's a really nice – he's a composer for games. So also if you want to listen to a bunch of music from old Telltale games that's never been released, that's there. <laughs> but it's just – it's a good example of like someone who just had a nice press photo and had some work he's done and wanted to put up a portfolio. Yep. Nice. Yeah, check yeah. it out. Squarespace.com with the promo code THUMBS. Thanks, Nick. Video games. Are we back here? Heard of- well, oh. I may have heard of something. We're totally back. Yeah, we should be back. All right. Uh, Jake, did you ever Nick Brecken's back. I have heard of Nick Bregan. Yeah. Um, Jake, did you ever end up playing Ori in the Blind Forest? No, I, I, I have it downloaded finally because I got I internet working and stuff. Have internet. Okay. I have That's internet it. now. My computer is set up. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend, my my plans were interrupted by the upstairs neighbor deciding to break their shower valve and then take a shower, which made water pour oh, into God. my apartment on Saturday. I know. Um, but I'll probably play Ori now. I heard you, you started to curse that you played more of it. I did, yeah. I got past my my weird. Like, Has anyone else here checked it out at all? Steph. Okay, yeah, Steph. Okay, cool. What did you? What, what do you? How do you find it? Uh, it was kind of weird because I played a bit of Axiom Verge. Mm. Oh um, man, I really want to play that. Cool. And then I played Ori, and the two of them. I mean, they're they're not similar, but they also are like they're very similar. Sure, yeah. Well, they both have the kind of thing. like Metroid style connected world and yeah. gates that you unlock and so on. And so from doing that, like having just played the other one, it just kind of didn't hit a chord with me like it didn't wasn't as exciting sure which one uh ori was not, it was very was not beautiful exciting it was like Bridge. really okay. looked really nice but yeah. um i don't know there was something about it it's just kind of wanted to go back to the axioms yeah no that's i'm <laughs> i'm excited about that game right now i guess it's only on ps4 
but it's going to come. Ca- actually, you play. I will. You play. I played on PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's worth pointing out really quickly that the Isle of Thumbs forums thread for Axiom Verge is in fact called Maximum Axiom Verge <laughs> Urge. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move back. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I know it's. I know that it will come out on Steam, but I think Sony got a like timed exclusive or whatever they're called these days. But um, I believe they're called exclusives these days, and then. Oh right! Boom! They, turns out they're not. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that is that is true. Yes. Um, the thing that is really interesting about Axiom Verge to me is that it's made by a guy who I can't tell if he is former AAA or still works for a AAA studio. But in any case, he's made this entire game by himself only, like oh, art, code, design, and music. Um, in over the course of like five years. Oh wow! Yeah, like it was supposed to come out two or three years ago and it just, he just took so long and he's been working on it alone ever since then. And he's finally done with it and people really like it a lot and I really want to play it. So as soon as it's out on PC, I will. Uh, but I'm glad to hear that you also like it. Mm. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think a lot of it went over my head. It's yeah. what, do you, what do you mean Verge, by that? Right. Yeah. Versus, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, as in, I didn't play a lot of Metroid when I was younger. Okay, sure. So I think, you know, it's, that's what this is meant to be, right? It's right. Be it even looks like, Metroid. yeah, it looks um, like a super Metroid era game. <laughs> Have you seen this game? Jim? No. Oh man, you should look it up. I think I, you would. I know my, my maximum axiom verge is, is, <laughs> is building as we speak, but no, I want to hear about what you were talking about with Ori. Cause it seems yeah. like you were sort of. You got way out in the weeds on Ori when you were playing it last time. It seems like where you were just grinding wildly for what turned out to be like ancillary upgrades mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I, did you get back into the main flow of the game at all? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, and it's really, it's really fun. I like it a lot. I because uh, you got the double jump finally and stuff like that, right? I got the double jump, and then I very quickly after got the triple jump. Okay, so now it's more, it's more Ramo friendly. So yeah, so the double jump is a critical path ability, and then the triple jump is something that you can earn just optionally. After, but only after you've gotten the double jump. Mm-hmm. So I, because I had, I had, you know, grinded so many, ground so many. Did people ever say ground for points <laughs> I, in a game? You grounded it. I, 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 Gr- and grounded. I think grounded. Grunted. Grunted. Yeah. Uh, I grooned for points. <laughs> <laughs> grooned. I grooned it. <laughs> um, so I had the triple jump pretty quickly. And at that point... Um, there's apparently another ability, which is a dash or something that people say, like, once you have the triple jump and the dash, you basically just don't ever have is to dash. Is dash the one where you can freeze, ti- freeze an arrow, then point an arrow? And you go, okay. Cause there's know. that, there's a move that, that, that I see in a lot of videos of people who are doing crazy Ori stuff where they'll stop time effectively and point an arrow and then leap in that direction using sh- the analog sticks. I'm sure sticks. that's what it is. Yeah. Cause I know that once like the, the aerial chaining in that game is really what it seems like it's about, but you have to get hours yeah. into it for that. Yeah, to really which, come- and that is the thing that, that I, I'm kind of mixed on with the game. I mean, it's, as I said before, it's really beautiful, and I like a lot of how it plays. It's weird to me that the thing the game is about takes so many hours to get into. It kind of starts as like a basic um, platformer with just a bunch of combat that's not really that interesting, and I, I still don't find that combat's the combat really weird. very you, like, interesting. You just hit the button, yeah. And you it, just like, mash the button, and it just it kills is, things. Right? Yeah, and it you, see yeah, just, it's it's kind of just happens. Like it's I, it, I, I don't know. I, it's not like bad. It's just kind of not doesn't feel like what the game actually is about at all. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I suspect that when I do play it, I'm probably going to get into it more than both of you guys because I like this stuff a lot. But yeah, I, I've always kind of wondered that about this game, having not played it. Is when I look at videos of advanced play and of late levels in Ori, it looks like things that you like about something like Super Meat Boy combined with things that you like about maybe like 
a Sonic game or some like Mega Man type experience or just like an up, you know, a heavily upgraded character in, but within a really robust platforming environment. And it makes me just kind of wonder why that stuff doesn't happen earlier in the game. Like if you say, yeah. if you're, if you're like, we want the experience of Super Meat Boy, mm, Super Meat Boy is Super Meat Boy in part because the right at the beginning of the game, you just have everything and you're just right, right. like, you, yep. you learn how to master it by mm-hmm. it just, being brutal and not button instead of instead of it giving you those things over six hours or something or three right. hours or well, one, I mean, even one you hour, get all you the th- you're, you're introduced to complexity over the game but it's via the level design rather than via abilities and i i'm i'm fine with the game introducing abilities over time like you don't have to do the super meat boy way to still capture that sensation but so even though a lot of my kind of paralysis earlier in the game was the result of my own like <laughs> picking the wrong rabbit hole to sure. dive down like in my defense there is absolutely no way to know if you should be spending a little bit more time to grind here and there or if you shouldn't ever yeah that's not. always like, that's always just, the open world paralysis that happens mm-hmm. for me is that, like when i get into one of these games and it's like just so you know you can do these six other things and i'm like D- are you telling me that like right. as a passive aggressive, <laughs> right. like you really should be cleaning your room? You're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, I mean, just so you know, there is time to go to the store before you get home. It's like, okay. Yeah, that's, do Are you, you want me to, do you want me to get these vegetables or not? Like, right. you know what? Like, right. I just want to go home and play Ori in the Blind Forest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to buy these vegetables, but then I get home and Ori's telling like, me to buy that, vegetables. Like, that was the way that I got fucked on Wind Waker and like, I've, that is not healed still. Where you get all the way to the end of Wind Waker and it's like, you know, I told you a few times that you could go get those Triforce pieces if you really wanted. Right. Oh, fuck you. You need all of them now. Like, right. Yep. So you you never like unless the game explicitly tells you you don't need this you can just get it if you want it's really dangerous I think yeah uh-huh, for sure and and now playing the game with the uh, the triple jump I'm like man if I'd gotten to this part of the game and just gone straight through and not spent all this extra time getting all these ability points earlier on the triple jump would feel so far away and I wouldn't really know why like I, I yeah. you know like I'm now that I have the ability. You get oh, because you had your upgrade tree already just waiting for triple yeah, jump, basically? Ex- exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's so many <laughs> – once you get double jump, that unlocks a huge number of sort of additional jumps that you can make that allow you to get things, but not as many as you'd think. Or in some cases, things where you're just a little bit farther and you could get the thing – I don't know what the point is of having to scour the map yet a third time after you get triple jump and then again after you get dash, like – just to kind of like poke around some nooks and crannies. Like it just feels odd. I just don't, you know, I'm not really sure what purpose that serves other than to allow you to use the abilities you, you now have. They're probably thinking, yeah, I mean, they're probably thinking there are people for whom the critical path is all they're ever going to need. And then there are going to be people who love moving around in Ori enough that they're going to want to traverse the map five times. I suppose, except that a lot of that ends up just being, transit time where it's just cross the map again you know like okay well yeah that was my brief experience of it as well it was just like i've gone down here now i have to go back up there where i was I yeah have to go back down there again now especially because i got lost jumps. and had to do that a bunch of times anyway so then it's by the time like by the time i got the things that allow me to then do that with purpose i've still already done it like three times even if, if i wasn't achieving anything anyway i i don't mean to sound critical i really like there there was not really any time when i was playing this game that I that I wasn't having fun, except for maybe when I really got in the weeds of just not knowing what to like, just literally not knowing what to do. Just like I've exhausted every option and I do not know where to go. And then James told me where to, what to do. 
Uh, other than that, like I'm always enjoying myself when I'm playing it because it is fun to move around always. And it's fun to like, just look at, it looks good. Um, it's, it feels nice, you know, it's just, it's a good, well-made game for sure. I, um, I just feel like I've spent a lot more time in it than I need to have (laughs) given what I have what you've gotten from it. Yeah. yeah, It sounds like, but it's cool. I mean, if you like big connected world platforming stuff, I still totally recommend it. So you're looking forward to like the tales of Ori three hour, uh, standalone DLC. That's just like, (laughs) I mean, I always love that stuff. Where's the, where's the like Ori, uh, like trial missions, time attack (laughs) mode. Yeah. That'd be great. If there were, if there were, if their moveset was just like, yeah. Yep. That'd be, I love stuff like that. You listening Microsoft game studios, you listening moon. Are you listening? What is moon? Did they make a game before this? Nope. This is their first game, yeah. Yeah, they were making. I mean, it's really good. They for were a first making game some other studio. game briefly, I think, but then they switched over to this entirely, and it's their thing. Got it. Yeah, I don't know the history of that studio or where they came from, other than the animator, because yeah, cause we know because yeah. there's did. a reason why you know him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. It's cool. It's so cool. I, 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 I often feel like I get, I go, I get really critical about this exact kind of thing <laughs> all the time, and it makes it this like very specific thing about sort of pacing and like usage of time like player time um so i i i know i delve into that all the time and i don't mean to it's like, also incredibly subjective because the amount of time it, you have is exa- very different than exactly a lot of people. so right mm-hmm. the, the irony is that with games that i don't enjoy playing i don't get to the point of being able to complain about this because i'm not compelled <laughs> sure. to like, <laughs> like spend that much time with them so this is actually why aren't you 20 percent more efficient with my time game that yeah. i keep giving all of my time to right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean even here though i still haven't it's still been like a week or two since I've played. Like I, I played. I, I made all that progress that I made pretty much immediately after recording that last podcast sure. episode, and I just I have sort of forgotten about it since then. So maybe I don't know. Um, we'll see. I guess speaking of time, speaking of sort of having time to play games, one of the things in my life that is currently true is that I I'm on a plane twice every week, or I have been for this entire calendar year. So um, I ne- I traditionally am not someone who ever has really played games on the go. Uh, even even when sure. I was in the sort of like deepest uh, kind of well of my DS interest, which was like 2005, I guess. Oh my God, that was a the decade very, ago. Also oh, the shit. very beginning of the, of <laughs> the DS. Think about it. Yeah, I think DS came yeah. out in 2004, in November of four. At the yes. beginning of the Guitar Hero craze, yeah. in fact. It's yeah, true. true. And then in 2000, summer of 2005 is when the DS was like, by the way, they're yeah. actually like yeah, no, a ton of was, amazing that games. Was like when we used to go to all those Shack News like hangout events where everyone was playing Mario Kart and blowing into their DSs, and then in the other room people were playing Guitar Hero One. Like that. Yeah, was that's just, true. Was going yeah. On. Yeah. playing oh, Electroplankton in the back of yeah, the car. Oh, this is the world ten years Meteos. ago. Three. Yeah, yeah. Meteos. Oh my God, what a game! I know. I played so much of that. Wow. Um, anyway, that was really the last. <laughs> that was really the last time in my life that I've really played like mobile games, meaning either like handheld dedicated game device games or phone games i guess the iphone came out like a year after that um weird yeah God, it's so weird i know so you haven't played guitar here on on your plane i never have, never have done Not that yet. but uh, now Soon i've been to be fixed you could have played the ds one <laughs> oh yeah that thing oh god now i've been traveling so much that i do sometimes play games on my phone um still not that much but definitely more than i used to and uh that was why that was like for example when i one of the reasons i played a lot of 80 days uh earlier which which i loved a lot um and then i'm trying to think oh i played this game did i mention this game called rope 
it's like it's R O P, so it looks like ROP. But I think it's supposed to be rope, and they just wanted to spell it in any, a unique way for discoverability. Is it called cut the rope. Purposes? No, it's not. It's not cut the rope. It's not like a weird like, clone. No, you have sort of nodes that are connected with uh, that are linked together, kind of like molecules linked together by you know bonds, and you have to drag them out to replicate shapes that are that are like presented to you so at the beginning it's just a straight line so it's like okay that's very easy i just drag these two nodes with a straight line between them and i'm done and then as you go you get these increasingly complicated shapes with like 12 vertices and it gets really difficult um anyway that that was a fun thing and then the other thing i've been playing is called duet, duet. and the reason i bring this up is because it's it is do one it. of the <laughs> is because it's do one it. of the most do it and rop <laughs> <laughs> that's a different game that i've rop been playing it. uh this Rob is one it. of the most extreme examples of a thing that I talked about maybe a, like a month or two ago, I think, in response maybe to some stuff you've been ago. playing, Danielle, <laughs> yeah. about games that are like have very abstract or non-representative non -represent, re, art. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just very gameplay <laughs> focused, but then just like put a bunch of narration on the top that yeah. is meant to evoke some like very serious social or psychological issue. And this game might be the most ludicrous example of that I've ever played. It is, like, bizarre. I would be really curious to know what was the thought process that led to this game becoming this. It is – it's a game where you – it has two inputs, which are just your thumbs on the left and right side of the screen. You have two uh, little circles, one blue, one red. The color doesn't matter. It's just so you can easily tell them apart. And they just – Trace a circle either clockwise or counterclockwise, depending on whether you're pressing down the right or the left side of the screen. So you just have like a circle that rotates right or left, essentially, with 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 two dots on it. And stuff falls from the top of the screen in just like classic, you know, like falling from the screen style, Tetris, mm -hmm. Guitar Hero, like any game that is descended from things of that nature. Videos. And you just have to rotate. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You just have to rotate these two like orbs that are that are orbiting a pattern such that they don't intersect with the stuff falling from the screen. So like you hold left or right basically to keep I these things. I sense some thematic meaning here. Yeah, I don't. So maybe you could explain it to me. To do it. Wait, so you're, <laughs> So okay. this just happens and it's just like a fun kind of arcade puzzle game. You know, like sure. it's not really, this is the kind of game that I never know how to describe because they're, they're filed usually. They're categorized as puzzle games, but it's not a puzzle. It's all reflexes. You know, right. it's all like, they, games like this actually used to be described as action games before Doom existed. Games like this that were essentially like used the same visual style of puzzle games, but were all timing and reflex based. Something Those like were actually real time puzzle. Yeah. Like, well, they, they real were called, time puzzle. They were called action games like twenty or thirty years ago. Action arcade retro game. action. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, breakout. And I think Nintendo actually still uses that. Like, I believe Nintendo, that. Yeah. Nintendo has a very broad definition of action game, which in a way that other publishers don't. It's kind of interesting when you look at their press releases. But uh, Nintendo. So anyway, it's like one of those games where you here, I'll show you guys. You can see like how it works, right? Like, can you see this? You just kind of yeah. you have to avoid hitting things with these balls by like rotating them in such a way that they like that don't, they don't get don't caught collide. on something, basically. So yeah. that just happens. It's fine. It's fun. But then the stuff like, are you sure you want to do this? Reads narration that just comes like fades up in the middle of the screen, and it ends up being about like depression and sure. like psychological well-being and happiness. Here it says, "To be honest, I've been worried about you," Whoa. which is already more 
like narratively concrete than most of what's in this game, which is this very vague, like you don't want to do this. And I'm like, I, I do. So I'm just <laughs> playing a game on my phone. It's fine. And it goes through this entire thing. And this like whole arc of, it sounds like it feels like you're playing through the manual for a t- 12 step program or something. <laughs> it's, it's really, really weird. And I don't know why game developers so frequently feel the need to like try and attach weighty themes to games that are totally self-sufficient. Yeah. Like the gameplay in this game is totally justifiable unto itself. If you just want a thing to like whittle away some time when you're stuck on a plane or a bus or whatever. And it's like, it gets to be very fast and requires a lot of attention and uh, sort of reflexes and timing. And like, if that's what you want, like that, satisfies itself. Chris, you think people want to play a game that doesn't have a story, that doesn't have a deep theme? I don't think there's a hook there. I'm completely opposite. Like, if I, when I'm playing Super Hexagon, I'm always disappointed that there's no it's narration like, about, like, there's no one telling me that I'm should I feel be doing like it this is a this is a really <laughs> pertinent thing, because I really depressed. love personal games. I really love games that mm. have, like, a very personal story, or, like, they came right. from somebody's, you know, from the heart, so to yeah. speak. Um yeah, for sure. But it, it's really difficult uh, to sort of differentiate that from, you know, it'd be cool. It'd be cool if we could sort of like, you know, kind of throw something on, which I have no idea. I have no idea what the intent of the developers are. Sure. And yeah. Because I've I never played either. it I would and, like to know. and everything. Um, but it does feel like the sort of personal game or alt game sort of thing is is really attractive to people, even if they're not making alt games. Right. Or it feels like kind games. of a fashionable thing fashionable yeah. thing to do at times. And I yeah, and I almost wonder if that game that was purportedly about mental illness, but it was really kind of this really good platformer about shifting worlds. Uh, I don't even remember the name of it. Disorder, I guess it was named mm-hmm. it's called Disorder. I wonder if I still don't know. I still have no idea what the developers actually really intended. Yeah, it, right. It's 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 worrying that in some cases, people put these things in to make the game feel okay to themselves as an important and worthwhile thing instead of being okay with just making a game that's interesting from yeah, a mechanical exactly. standpoint. It's like, you, yeah. it's like, it's okay. And, I, and I'm, not saying, I'm not saying make. that this game or any particular game is that, but just it's, it, I worry that that is kind of in the water, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. you know it's also, I, the thing just occurred to me actually that I hadn't thought about when I brought this up, but I, but I think actually there might be something to this. I don't know. You guys can tell me what you think. There is, <laughs> thanks Jake. There is the, the games that are purely mechanical. I think like this it's so on the one hand, it is completely valid. And certainly the way I have been enjoying this game has been based purely on the merits of like my, kind of instinctual response to it, right? Mm. Which is enjoying just, like, the timing and the mechanics and the, the like, sense the sort of light amount of memorization that's required to, like, get through the stages and the sort of shock and the surprise when, like, a new kind of thing is introduced, you know? Like, when, it, when different patterns come onto the screen and when things suddenly are coming really fast and that's never happened before. And, like, it's just surprising in a very, like, basic way, in, like, a very kind of low-level lizard brain kind of way. Um, but also... I, I feel like it's totally possible, especially when you've played a certain kind of game for a really long time. Like if you've played a lot of Tetris or you've played a lot of a game like this or a lot of uh, you've played a lot of a game that just features like very elemental um, kind of spatial relationships. 
they can make you think about other things and they can remind you of things that exist in the world, be they sort of psychological things or just patterns that like physically exist in the world. And then you can have your own like interpretations of sort of what obviously beyond just kind of the like enjoyable mechanical parts of it. Oh, like what does this remind me of? What does this make me think about? And I feel like you as a developer might actually be kind of kneecapping the potential for your game to create any of that, like those honest associations by declaring that like, oh, this is about this thing that I'm I'm, just, I'm literally captioning Man, on top of the I, game. Did you it's th- like an artist writing his own like little plaques <laughs> yeah. in the museum and like putting them there. This like, is about well, Nazism. Okay, I think that's, I yeah. think that's, like, you're taught in a lot of schools, especially at the high school level, to write those about work that you make. You're taught to write a paragraph really? that is your artist statement about the work this. that you make. Yeah, but um, you're probably right. I just can't remember. Do you guys? Do, have you guys listened to the Designer Notes? Designer Notes is a great podcast on the Adult Thumbs Network. It's uh, Soren Johnson from uh, the lead designer of Civ Four and interviews a bunch of game developers. Um, AdultThumbs.net slash Designer Notes. But he did. Uh, <laughs> thanks, I had to get that out there. He did <laughs> an episode where he talked to uh, Frank Lance. Mm. Um, who, oh yeah, designer of Drop Seven. Designer of Drop Seven, and he's a he's a professor at NYU at this point. But um, and just really really smart. Yeah, observer of games. They t- t- they talk through his whole career, which is crazy, and like coming up through like uh, advertising design and digital art and multimedia stuff. But the last th- one of the last things they talk about is the story behind what the heck Drop Seven is and where that came from. Oh, oh Dream Factor! Yeah, Drop Seven's backstory is fascinating because Drop yeah. Seven started off as an advert game tie-in in for an ARG. An, an element what? of an ARG for some crime show. Yeah, Numbers. There's a show, yeah, there's a show called Numbers about <laughs> like a... Num threeers. About yeah. like Numbers. a like, mathematician, statistician, crime-solving people. And there was like a master hacker villain in one like notable episode on the network to build it up, contracted this ad agency. Um, or no, they contracted uh, his group because he also had done... Um, it's called Area Code. Yeah, Area Code was his company that does sort of like... A, like digital weird marketing ARG stuff and like because um, born out of the, they did like uh, they did a class in real world games at NYU that ended up creating Pac Manhattan which was the real world game of Pac Man that took place around Manhattan that was a right. final project but anyway uh, for this one of the elements of this of this arg that they made for this show was the cell phone game because the the story of the story of this episode of this TV show is that a hacker makes a cell phone game that's an addicting and this, I think, and was like pre-smartphone, oh or like maybe the earliest. It was like, like it was like, it was like feature phones or yeah, early, it was like feature early phone phones. Era, yeah. But like the idea of the show, which like is feels like actually like a pretty smart riff from the headlines. Things uh, of all the things that were going on at that time was that all the games that people were playing was was what became Drop Seven. But it's you know a, a numbers crunching game. But what you were actually doing was running it was everyone was effectively doing distributed computing and they were solving some ultimate yeah, algorithm that, was the that would crack everything. Conceit. That was a fiction of the TV show. And but, of and of and Chain of the, Factor, which was the like original version of Drop yes. Seven that was the, from the fiction so of like, this thing the, that you the, could play in a web browser. Yeah, the okay. Chain Factor game was entirely what became Drop Seven, but also when people broke chains there was like a there was there was a, a like simulated distributed computer thing where it would give stuff. messages out to people who yeah. were doing the ARG. But he he talked about all this stuff, and then he and then he said, you know, and then we realized, oh, this game's actually really good. There's something to this. Yeah. Do we own it? Yes. Sweet. Call it something else and put it out. But the reason that the numbers only go up to the numbers that they go, the reason that the scoring is 
like the scoring system in Drop Seven is it's not weirdly linear. like exponential or logarithmic. Or yeah, something. It, it's, I forget it's kind exactly of like weird inside math stuff. But they're like, oh, the yeah. only reason that that it's or like Fibonacci sequence. I don't know. It's not predictable. It's yeah, strange. The, but the reasons for a lot of the choices inside of Drop Seven, which looks like a completely abstract, contextless game, was actually because it was themed around the story of this hacker making a computer a distributed <laughs> yeah. computing network to crack codes and like infiltrate systems. But now, I mean, that's the opposite of a personal story, but none of that is in Drop 7, except if you listen to that interview, a ton of it is still in Drop 7, and it just, the game does not speak to any of it at all, other than just weird, idiosyncratic God. bits yeah. inside design, of that game. Odd design choices that, yeah. Yeah, and it's, oh, it's, it's like, those are meaningful to, I guess, like CBS or whatever network it was. <laughs> yeah. They don't, have, I don't think they're personal, personally meaningful to Frank Lance, but there's intent there. That you can kind of maybe scratch it if you get obsessed with Drop 7. You're like, why is it doing this thing? Yeah. And the answer is because it used to be dumping out cool shit to people solving an ARG. Right. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's like... Yeah. It's a it's, it's super good origin story for a video game. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I love it because Drop 7 is like is heralded now as like sort of the pinnacle of modern... like. Mechanics first, formalism, yeah. blah, like, <laughs> it's like, what did this come from? Oh, well, it came from the most narrative content in the entire world, an ARG, like the most prescribed thing in the world. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it admittedly came from their goal I mean, yeah. to was to fair, make the least prescriptive ARG they could make. Right. And yeah. like, and none of this would matter if the game design that they concocted for the fictional computing process in that game wasn't really good like it it, yeah, yeah, it was already a, oh, a really good a great game, game design unto itself but, but it's but, yeah. i love that it's just uh, this one like the one good core sample out of this oh, yeah, like out totally. of a, out of a num threers oh, <laughs> adver arg my God. anyway um this that's, is all really amusing because drop seven was one of my games this week that i wanted to talk about really did you yes. want to talk about how it got rethemed and is ugly no, no, oh, I, it did? I, oh yeah, Zynga found it like a few weeks ago. Oh, oh they shit. did. I didn't know about yeah, that. Yeah, Zynga bought Area Code like three or four years ago. Oh, God. Yeah, but Drop yeah. Seven has kind of just languished with the old art, and then it just got a retheme. Also, in cl- like it I was never updated when version. they released the like bigger iPhone screens or anything. So it yeah. just it was felt really old. Um, it's too bad that it looks bad now, though. Oh my yeah. god! I mean, it doesn't look bad, but it looks it's not it doesn't. It's not oh the, man, the Drop they, Seven. Purity. You know what they did? Apparently, update. They updated it to have the. TM sign in the name on the App Store. Yeah. Oh, you'll see the the Anyway, Danielle, what no, were you going to say? I, it does well, look worse. It was funny. Like, when yes. you're talking about um, traveling a lot, I've been in New York twice in the last three weeks, and so, you know, did a lot of time on the plane, and I hadn't played Drop 7 in three years. I stopped playing it. I played it every day when I worked at the ACLU mm-hmm. out here. Yeah, I used to uh, play it every single day. Um, Like, on the, tra- on the train to the way to work and on the train home. And I sort of stopped doing that when I started working, you know, primarily from home. I work out of an office like two or three days a week, but otherwise I'm at home. And so, like, on the plane at, like, you know, whatever god asshole clock that I was on the plane (laughs) coming home, (laughs) basically, (laughs) I opened it up and, like, got my highest score of all time. Oh, wow. Like, just just fresh, just Uh doing this. Yeah, that kind of happens. It's crazy. It's really nuts, and I haven't been able to stop playing it ever since. So, for the last ten days, I've been playing it nonstop and, Mm -hmm. and just having a... Just a blast with it. So that reminds me, I need to amend my prior claim <laughs> that I, I don't, I, I have never really traditionally played a lot of mobile games. The exception to that is that for I, probably like three years, 
I had one game and one game only oh, you on were one my of those phone, guys. and it was Drop 7. Drop 7. Well, that and the New York Times crossword, which I do. Yeah, and yeah, it was Real fair. Racers. Yeah, <laughs> you were one of those guys. Real one Racers. Game. Yeah. It was it, Game of it's War. It's not even that I always played it. Like, it's not even that I played it every day or played it obsessively. It's just that it was the only, like, non-crossword game that I had on my phone. So if yeah, I was going to play one, that's what it was. <laughs> And I just didn't really see the point in having other ones. I mean, in that way, I was totally like one of, one of those guys. guys. <laughs> Where I'm well, just like, I don't know. I mean, it's not like there's going to be a different iPhone game that's better than this one. <laughs> so, and that, cro- that in fact, crossed over. Like, I had an Android phone for about two years. And before that, an iPhone. And then after that, an iPhone. And, like, I had the... The iOS version, then the Android version, then the Chris, iOS version again. There was a better game, and it was version 1.0 of Swing Copters that existed for a week. Oh, oh my god, you're right. That I was got, pretty good. Uh, well, I played a lot more Flappy Bird than Swing Copters, actually. But you were in love with that, like that, like 36 hours of Swing Copters. That oh was yeah, there. it was fantastic. The original version of Swing Copters <laughs> was so good before it was updated. That's what I was going to say about what you said is when you open a game and then you get your best score in the world. Like, yes. And then you read the patch notes. And it's like, we made it easier right. for everyone. You're like, oh. I know. Yeah, I know. I never Ooh. let anything update on this phone. I'm an old lady and I never update shit. Man, basically. then you're never going to get the new worst drop seven. Good work. I have the old Maybe you still have version 1.0 swing cup. I might. No one has that. Nobody is allowed. I might. <laughs> I just might. No one's allowed to tell the people like Chris can talk about how much better it was than the Swing Copters you'll play. Yeah. Swing like Copters. People used to whinge hipster, about yeah. like Counter Strike. I oh. used to play 1.6 or whatever. I kept the version that has drivable vehicles on my computer. <laughs> now I. <laughs> Man, this new Drop 7 isn't even like the most offensive looking thing ever. So what is it? It's like? just less readable. It's just a lot busier and it just. It's, it Everything's just kind of just like bright for you, Chris. Yeah, I don't like it's it. It's for the kids. I don't like that. Kids love drop Here's the real eyes. thing. This version is, in fact, running number processing yes. in the background. For Zynga. <laughs> yep. <laughs> basically. It's, it's laundering Zynga money. Zynga is now the evil hacker, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this version of Drop7 is now just mining Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, oh so man. Good. That's, oh, God, it's so, it's Somebody so good. Somebody should make that. You guys want to guys want to do some reader mail here? Yeah. Yes. I want to mention super briefly, super briefly. The one other is game. anyone making a super briefly? Game I, I think there's a the thread. Of, we'll look. Keep talking. I'll, okay. look, I'll see about super briefly. I just want to mention uh, another, actually, another iPhone game. Um, I've been playing other things too. I've been playing a ton of Bloodborne, but I, I'll save that for Sean because I know Sean. Is oh yeah, games, sorry so. to any readers who got. Okay, so Sean said he how much he really wanted to talk about Bloodborne this week because he said I he's qu- been streaming and I quote, it. Yeah. Uh, I need to be on Idle Thumbs this week. Bloodborne is the best thing I've played in two years. <laughs> it's everything I love about Dota, which I know it's such a, such a, like, it actually a makes thing a lot say, of sense. Which to I, me. I mean, it yeah. does it does make sense, but it cracked me up. Sure. So I tw- yeah. I tweeted that attributing it to Sean, and then people went apeshit for that tweet and were so excited about him yeah. being on the podcast this week. He's and, sick. And he's got he's sick, sick, so he couldn't oh. be on. So sorry to everyone who was looking forward to that, and then we didn't even mention it this well, whole time. I'm looking forward to talking about it with yeah, him because yeah. I actually started my own playthrough. Uh, of Bloodborne, okay. as well as the two other playthroughs I'm like participating in. So right. again, uh, inundated, but loving that game actually uh, myself and actually playing it. <laughs> but I just wanted to briefly mention, uh, it is a shockingly good licensed iPhone game for a Cartoon Network show. Uh, I am a big Steven Universe fan. I think the show is adorable. You're a big what fan? Steven Universe. It's what a show this? on the Cartoon Network. Okay. Uh, it's very cute. It's actually kind of queer and kind of like very inclusive. Uh, it's it's sort of an offshoot. Rebecca Sugar was a storyboard artist on Adventure Time and she kind of, this is her baby. This is mm. her show. 
um, absurd, but but cute and really kind of loving and positive and all sorts of things that, that feel really nice. And it's something I really love to watch, like, right before bed. It's just cool. a happy thing. Yeah, sure. A bunch um, of those shows now. Yeah. Like, and I... I'm so happy about it because it's like these are really positive, happy cartoons for grownups instead of just negative, you know, family guy kind of humor or whatever. It's just something I like. Um, There is a, you know, $2 or whatever iPhone RPG based on Steven Universe and it has, you know, art from the show. The creators actually sort of wrote it. There's a little scenario to it. And it's basically a very competent and fun Paper Mario clone. Oh, cool. On an iPhone, which actually has a really cool little mechanic instead of... uh, sort of walking around, you just swipe from screen to screen and your little characters will run to the next room in the dungeon, that kind of thing. Uh, it's really cute, really fun, and good for actually a good licensed sort of product. Cool. So I, it's notable for sort of actually being you know, <laughs> decent and not like a shitty yep. endless runner or something. So That's cool. Cute. Cartoon yeah. Network, I don't know what they're up to recently, but they, they, they and Adult Swim had a history for a while of having a really strong collection of games. Like, didn't mess off... Make yeah. make Adult Swim oh, or Cartoon yeah. Network. Anthropy was making some uh, cartoon or, or uh, Adult Swim games too. I think. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. yeah. That's true. Weird stuff. Oh, so um, as there's not a dev forum thread for a game called Super Briefly. So apologies to anyone who is making a game called Super Briefly. There is, however, a game called Rich Uncle versus Cool Uncle, which has Excellent. what what look like Mega Man based but heavily modified versions of Jay Allard and <laughs> Bobby Kotick. But the art is like a 3D, sort of like isometric-y projected version of what looks like a backyard deck with a barbecue. And then <laughs> the latest in-dev GIF is Jay Allard picking up the barbecue, which like has particle smoke that comes off it. And then just throwing it at Bobby Kodak, who gets hurt and falls over. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that game I is. I guess he won. That's the beginning of some weird Guitar Hero intro thing. With Jay, you are Jay Allard. That's the secret. <laughs> Yes. So you were saying about Adult Swim barbecue. having games. I learned that they made jazz punk. Oh yeah, Adult Swim funded no. jazz punk. Or they were like it's adult. That's really cool. Adult yeah. Swim was involved, and then Max Temkin of Cards Against Humanity was also involved in funding that. I think mm. strange, that's awesome, yeah, crazy. Huh. That's really cool. A weird. I know these things. It's amazing like- that they keep that in the background instead of kind of shoving it down your face. It's like not the kind of game I'd really expect for that. For subtlety. To yeah. like, I know. <laughs> that was really cool to find yeah. that out. That's cool. Uh, all right, so here's an email that we got um, last week, but I wanted to wait till Danielle was on because it makes mention of Danielle. Okay. Um, Why do you suck so bad? <gasps> Whoa. Did you bring up the sign? You suck. You suck. <laughs> Boo cups. <laughs> Idle thumbs hero. Like you walk up the stairs, you Thumb come in hero. here, you look around. Chris and Jake. Idle thumbs hero, we Danielle. are going to pay to swap out hosts. You see this microphone oh. in front of you? <laughs> Chris is there. And then you a- suck. Uh, I'd recommend it. I'm Nick Brecken. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Brecken hero. That's fine. Live. Sorry, Chris. So Julie Verone Bowles writes, Hi there. Just wanted to thank you for the conversation you had about women in the industry on episode 202. A friend of mine asked me to be on an indie gaming podcast with him, and after my excitement about finally being on a podcast, I began to feel nervous about the possible ramifications of being a woman who wants to talk about how much she loves gaming on the internet. Did I really want to open myself up to possible Gamergate bullshit? Did I feel like dealing with comments from random guys who might decide they need to make comments about my parents and how it relates to my validity as a gamer. I'm not an encyclopedia about games, so would my opinions be mocked because I haven't played a thousand hours of whatever ubiquitous title that represents true gaming? Would I have to worry about someone finding out my dress to harass my husband and me? Basically, things I'm fairly sure guys rarely think about when they decide they want to do anything gaming-related. 
Listening to your discussion, and especially the part where you said not to worry about what might happen and let you hold back from what you want to do, meant a lot. As I mentioned, I've been wanting to be on a podcast for years. I think in the long run, I would regret not giving it a shot. You have a very rational view on these topics, and it means a lot to know that you're willing not to be only allies, but to discuss these topics in a mature way. Especially thank you to Danielle, who's an inspiration and an example of why it's so in- important for women to have their voice in the gaming culture. Uh, thanks, Julie. So, oh, thank you, yeah, Julie. Yeah, that was really awesome. touching. And I'm glad that you uh, were able to to go for it as well. I'm really, I'm really glad that you know that worked out. For this Secret person. first advice, though. Podcasts are really easy to have an opinion on because they're audio and it's buried way inside and you can't search <laughs> and then they scroll off the page and you can't really find them anymore because no one transcribes them. So fuck Gamergate. See, no one will notice that. Even if I was a woman, no one would notice that. Um, even if I was a woman. <laughs> yeah. That's that's true secret boost that you get from a podcast. Though, no, it's true. You can say whatever you want and it's so much less visible. It's amazing. It's the best. Yeah, we've been doing this yeah. for, for so many years now and the difference between like saying anything on Twitter versus saying it on a podcast is like everyone instantly yells at you on Twitter and no that's one ever hears true. you on a podcast Man, I, unless they already really like you because that they're not going to sit there for an hour. This actually like micro blew up in in like the <laughs> Apple commentary community for like ethics reasons in quotes oh, because God. someone said like, oh, I love being able to talk about my real opinion about Apple as a developer on Apple podcasts because – I just don't – you're just not assailed by a bunch of just insanity and people were like, oh, you're burying your opinion in a podcast? Oh, but the only reason that anyone said that is because the person wrote about that in their blog where it could be searched <laughs> oh and link it on Twitter. Right. So if they had just kept that opinion about keeping their opinions to themselves to themselves By what you mean in a podcast, it would be fine. But <laughs> they said, oh, in a podcast I say things that I can't normally say. It's... And that that word being out in a blog is I made someone go, whoa, 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 whoa. So, like, anyway, <laughs> be word... on a podcast is a secret move. Um, that, that is true, although... <laughs> oh, no, you're going to reveal the secret that I'm wrong. No, 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 the secret's still true. It's just there's certainly something to be said about sort of having your name associated with anything ever. So if your name appeared that you were on that podcast, it just but some of this stuff okay. is absolutely no, no, bonkers. Definitely, but, it is but crazy. that's different in that that is the news is that you you are you associated with it. the thing, right. as opposed to like an hour and a half in, you said this thing that you people wouldn't have noticed thing. in the first place if they if. Like, right. If you're not a, a certain high profile, like if Brianna Wu or Anita said something, it would be because they attract the level of people that would actually analyze every true. word that's said. But, but under that level. Even even if you're Brianna Wu, the number of times you're, you're quoted and attacked, at least from what I end up seeing from following her and following stuff around her on Twitter, there's an exponential multiplier on things she says in tweets Correct. and blogs, on TV and interviews to- versus like people yeah. – Yes, she has a weekly podcast. Yeah, she, she I, the, the frequency with which I see a like Brianna Wu attack image macro that includes an on isometric episode seventy five. No, that does not happen. I mean, what happens is that she has a podcast. Like, right, she has a podcast, and she said a thing about like it was in the show notes or something. Usually, yeah. like it's very. But it, I, yeah, I didn't. Be mean, on a podcast. I didn't mean to imply that it's. I didn't mean to imply that like it's a it's a hundred percent safe space. Sure, yeah. just. By it's better by its medium, it is <laughs> there is there is a little bit of inadvertent sneaking around available just in the form. And now that I'm That's saying true. this, oh, whatever. No, it's Wait, true. What? I'm no. ruining podcasts. Well, you YouTube like transcriber will find this. And oh no! <laughs> and then because you said this, now they will listen to all the podcasts. Yes, mm. now people are going to listen. Well, to you know what? We're, we're fucked when when YouTube gets smart enough to like automatically put transcripts up. Like, yeah, not not just have the like hilarious sort of correct. Closed captions, right. but also pre-process it and spit it all out 
for every podcast, that's when we're in trouble. We're all, we're all going down. you have to, like, down. throw it off by... Like adopting hilarious French accents or well, something. Well, like in the left channel is the Nick Brecken soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you have to speak well. What, just Julia? This is the Julia Childs on Games podcast. Opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I didn't. So mean, I didn't mean to entirely sidetrack <laughs> okay. from from that email. That was a good email. Thank I just, you, Julie. I, I wanted yeah. to just drop a hot tip, which, which was. <laughs> Hot Julie tips. Yeah. So, all right. So this is a long episode. So maybe we'll call it quits after this this email. But Maxwell Young writes. Wait, hold on. Did you have something real to say about this email? Because I interrupted you. Oh like no, a just just that, like no, no, no. You're totally fine. Um, just that <laughs> it is always a good idea to be careful. I certainly have had things I've, oh, sure. I've said be everywhere and so on and so forth. But you know, be careful. But don't ever let you know. Don't ever let shitheads poop on your dreams. That you can quote me right yeah. there. Yeah, man. So I agree you, with oh, that. Nothing. I wasn't. I'm not going to say. What I was going to say. No, no, it's okay. You can. I was going to say. say it. Oh, it's a podcast. I can say whatever I want. I was going to say we, <laughs> take, we should take a picture of you with your face in front of this microphone and with the cardboard standee from Gone Home uh, like, on the wall behind right there. you. Yeah, right there. Yeah, he's hugging it basically <laughs> and he's stroking it, kind of. Yeah. Except because we all know that you need to keep things on podcasts to stay under wraps, we will encode the uh, <laughs> that image into audio data, which will then be played for eight hours at the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the Perfect. weird like waveform histogram of this, like right. you can transform that into hex code or something, which then will be read as a JPEG in your browser. Which you then have to actually feed that into the latest version of Drop Seven. Oh my god. <laughs> And then it will say, Gone Home with Danielle's Game of the Year. <laughs> That's totally Man, I like the notion say. that we started with an, with audio, which you then have to like somehow deconstruct and reconstruct into bad audio. <laughs> yeah, if you play, if you press those numbers into Drop Seven in the new version, and then play the sound that it generates back at like forty four kilohertz, all the little like boop, 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 sort of go, and then they turn into um this episode of it Battle turns <laughs> All right, so on a totally different note, Maxwell Young writes, Dear Thumbs, I love my PlayStation Vita. Its ports of indie PC games and Japanese games have made it a small but strong unit of people passionate about it. However, it has been evident for a while that the Vita has been neglected by Sony and hasn't had exclusive or first-party games for quite a while. I think this is due to smartphone games and the fact that its competitors' exclusives have a stronger following. What do you think of mobile gaming today? Was the Vita a failure? Maxwell Young. I I bring this up, I guess, because I was talking about phone games earlier. Um, Man, Spaff, you would have a way better sense of the Vita than any of us. One, because you probably own one. I don't know if you own a Vita, Daniel. I, Patricia I does. I play hers. And two, because you yeah. used to work at a company that made Vita games. Well, we made... You made the best Vita You made the, like, make the notable the Vita game of Vita last year. Which is what? You guys have no. to... People See, don't Spaff, you worked know. at Media Molecule. Media Molecule made Tearaway, and Tearaway was like one of the last like bastions of awesome first-party... like. All singing, all dancing, use every feature of the Vita games, right? Like, yeah, that's the I game. Mean, that and Spelunky coming out in close proximity almost made me get a Vita, but didn't. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. That poor console. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think that Media Molecule was the only first party studio to make. No, I guess Guerrilla Games, but they like mm. took over Studio Cambridge and made it Guerrilla Cambridge to make it instead of using the core team. I don't know. I guess there is a lot of competitiveness from from mobile things and the vita is a strange beast it's actually a super good it's machine great, it's yeah. you know it's just that back touch is a little bit weird and so a bunch <laughs> of, 
You know, like it's a weird feature to throw in there, and so a bunch of developers just kind of ignore it. Yeah. Um, and then so their game games become really standard. There's also really frustrating shit like uh, play like Vita, whatever it's that PlayStation TV thing where you can play oh, yeah, Vita yeah. games doesn't have any back touch support. So the games that are specifically made for that platform have no compatibility with PlayStation PS3 TV, or which is whatever like, it is. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's only the games that really stuck to a very conservative level of right. Uh, uh, you know, basically no innovation or like any. So so you can like play very PS2 basic. ports that got ported to Vita on the PlayStation TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you can't play the really unique Vita stuff. Like Tearaway is completely incompatible because it was made to take. Right. But you could probably play it by holding a Vita. Hardware. But you could, yeah, exactly. If you had a PS Vita, then you could, you know, you can play that game. But like, you know, Media Molecule are now making uh, Tearaway PS4 um, because a lot of work went into making that game, and you know, maybe the the audience for it wasn't as huge or amazing, you know, versus the amount of work that went into putting it uh, to building it. Um, you know, they want people to play the game so they're making a ps4 version of it but right, have, that you know. speaks volumes for the vita i feel especially as their first party studio well they put so much work into that game that now they're putting it on ps4 well i don't know because ps4 also though didn't exist when the vita was first like you know came out and stuff and then the ps4 has done miraculously well sales wise mm-hmm. so you kind of be dumb not to make sure. some ps4 stuff especially when you already had a a game, you know, there. But a lot of that was like, can we, in that game was like, can we port this game? And they couldn't, and they had to rebuild it. So there's a, now a ton more work going into right. yeah, sure. putting that thing on there. I know it's it's very much a boon for people who like JRPGs. Because a lot of the best JRPGs and sort of interesting Japanese games, kind of like the Danganronpa games, both of them that came out within mm. a year were Vita only. And I know... Mm. Like, Patricia loves Japanese games, so uh, I know she loves her Vita, basically, and she's always playing The Persona it. games are on there? Persona games, exactly. Persona 4 is, like, her favorite game ever. And so remote play on that though. thing is super good. It is. It makes me really sad, because I feel like, <laughs> like, if you had to, if you put a gun in my head and said, like, what are the coolest platforms out there right now? I'd probably say Wii U first, um, because, you know, kind of all the other console games go to everything in PC and all that sort of stuff. But I also this really like cla- the Vita. This is a classic... This is a situation that I feel like we've been in for a while now, where some of the most interesting stuff pops up on platforms that really don't feel like they are the most successful. Like the platform sure. in and of platform. itself is not essential, even though it has some really yeah, unique stuff like, on it. Yeah, like Vita and Wii U... As someone who plays... Man, Vita and Wii U are two old ladies. <laughs> that took me a second. I thought I thought you were speaking like as a metaphor, but no, you just mean they sound like old lady names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Vita. Vita, Wii U and Vita. Yeah, Vita and Wii U are two people you would definitely see. They're like, golden sitting, girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. sitting just outside of they've some got, cafe in San Francisco, got the curlers in their just hair. like yep. way deep in a residential neighborhood in San Francisco, where you can still afford to live as two old ladies who have lived here for well, yeah, because they have rent controlled apartments from yeah. the sixties. They're playing, yeah, yeah they're paying six hundred dollars a month. Yeah. yeah, mobile gaming is really weird though because like even Nintendo is doing weird shit like making two DS and like just I don't know, and then like big version of three DS, small version. Well, yeah, of 3DS. Nintendo Crazy announced that they're gonna uh, put games on phones. Yeah, yep. or like sure you know did. license. Yeah, things. Yeah, I, I guess what I meant with the with uh, Vita and Wii U are are friends. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of it now. I can only ever hear Thank it that way. Thank you for being Jake. a friend. Um, 
it's I, this I felt was also true of the GameCube. This was um, kind of less, I guess, not really true of the Wii per se. It was a little the, bit, the maximum a embodiment thing. of this of all time might be the Dreamcast. Dreamcast, oh, totally. absolutely. Yes, these platforms that have like these very like fascinating, unusual things on them that people who pay a lot of attention to games, get get really into and like have a lot of reason to be excited about, but are sort of housed on platforms that just for a combination of reasons, sometimes just including like what the market is like right now, just don't really seem like they have a future as like a super robust, like broad mainstream platform. Um, like it's hard for me to imagine what, you know, like, and I, and I have gone from, I have evolved, I guess, unfortunately for me, I don't know, from in the sort of previous round of this being the guy who is just on, on who like fell on the side of like, oh man, yes, I'm so excited about those. I will have those weird platforms. I will have all the platforms and then I will really appreciate these weird ones. And it doesn't make any difference to me that it's not like the most, you know, like um, robust thing for, for everyone. To now, I'm on the other side. I'm just like, eh, I'll just play stuff on Steam, basically. And, like, <laughs> I'm aware that there's cool stuff going on on the Vita and the, the Wii U and what have you. But, like, I'm I'm just past the point of wanting to own, like, this many different devices to play sure. video games on. Um, you don't want to get an NVIDIA Shield? I do not <laughs> want to get an NVIDIA Shield. Although I would, I would not put NVIDIA Shield in the same category as <laughs> sort of, like, you know, valiant... Kind of quixotic heroes, Wii U and <laughs> yeah. Vita. <laughs> uh, my uh, my great grandmother was named Vita. Her name was Vita Hagenson. Uh-huh. She awesome. lived to be ninety nine years old. So I hope nice. our new old lady, the Vita, will have just as long a life. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Year of the Vita. <laughs> Year of Vita. Vita. Year of Vita. That's true. Nine years from what? When did that come out? That platform? Two years ago. Nine. Two and a bit. No, I'm thinking of something terribly yeah, different. Never mind. Well, I think of maybe? like the PSP. 2012. All right, so yes. in 2111, year of <laughs> Vita. Vita. Yes. Finally, its potential. Finally, her potential will be unlocked. <laughs> and a Vita game will make you cry. And it has to be on nine nine. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> no! <laughs> Damn it! That's Year of Grandma Dreamcast. So less, yes. fewer of those out there. Grandma Dreamcast. Grandma Dreamcast. Old Grandma Dreamcast. <laughs> old Granny Dreamcast. Old Granny. Is really <laughs> like that offensive old lady who plays first-person shooters. Oh, man. Yes. Old Grandma Hardcore. Yeah. Yes. Do you guys remember oh. her? I do. Yes. She's got a Vita now, I bet. She totally does. She's she playing does Doug and Rompa. She does not. Every day. She's still probably playing Soldier of Fortune 2 or whatever. Yeah, whatever she was playing. It's her one game. <laughs> All right, you guys want to wrap this up? Yeah. All right. You can find us online at idlethumbs.net slash idlethumbs. It has links to uh, all of our, our various social presences and so on. Uh, we also have lots of other podcasts that we host at idlethumbs.net, uh, including our newest one, The End of Mad Men, which we record every week uh, following the... Uh, each of the final episodes of Mad Men, which wraps up in, I guess, five weeks from now. Mm. Um, we also, uh, in other TV podcast news, uh, Jake and I do a podcast every week called Twin Peaks Rewatch, where we've been working through the entire run. There's only five of those left, too. I know. Isn't it crazy? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Plus the movie, though. Oh, yeah. Um, there's Designer Notes. Mad Men movie we, also, though. <laughs> <laughs> Designer Notes, which we mentioned from Soren Johnson. Great interviews with game developers. Uh, there's Terminal 7, all about the card game Netrunner. 
uh, and uh, Three Moves Ahead, which is a really excellent strategy game podcast. Uh, all of these can be found. And Dota Today. Dota Today, the irregularly released but always <laughs> enjoyable uh, Dota podcast hosted by Sean. All these can be found at idlethumbs.net. And if you like any of them, uh, leave them a review on iTunes. That is the best way we have to make it more likely that other people will find those shows. That and telling your friends. Thanks for listening. Make them listen. Thank you all. Thanks. Bye. 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 Wait, we should... Um, oh. We oh, and let's give Nick the final word. Let's see what he's got. Okay. You're about to get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs>